Hey guys, welcome back to Become Better Podcast. It's your host Hannah here. Yay, I finally like did it properly. <laughs> I usually like would stutter a little bit more, but anyways. <laughs> um yeah, welcome back and and I'm doing this three part series. Um I wasn't really planning to, but I feel like um like talking to our special guest Jamie, as you know by the title, uh, we discussed a lot of things, a lot of content, a lot of stories that he shared are very, very like, some of them are very wholesome stories, some of them is really just speaking from truly his heart and it was really like something that I really wanted to share, like yeah and yeah how we met we i think we we were saying the episode i think um we met through obviously working as a chef um in the hospital industry um i am no longer in it um but it, it it is a whole huge chunk of my life and yeah so uh, yeah it's a bit kind of like uh doing this kind of made me a little bit emotional myself um just yeah because it was a big chunk of my life and and like also hearing these stories from jamie as well it's really yeah it was really good and i think that doing a three-part series was the best idea to share it and I would really, really highly recommend that you guys would stick to all the three episodes because it's really that good. Um, couldn't say more, but I won't be like releasing it like every week, but I'll release it like I think I'm releasing the next one like on a Monday or on a it depends. It wouldn't be too long the distance between the releases because I want you guys to listen to like one after the other, not too long. Um, yeah, and but just please do stay tuned. Um, yeah, and a little disclaimer would be that we do talk about a lot of triggering content that not much people talk about, um, especially I guess ring glass to the like our hospitality um industry and also like to the like the general public um like for example we talk about a lot of emotional feelings mental health abuse um bad language racism lots of cultural um sexism and uh, do I say racism? Um, spirituality, ego, um, like especially like going through toxic relationships, um, drugs, alcohol, um, and depression and suicide. So those topics we will kind of cover through all throughout the three part series. So yeah, um, stay tuned and more about jamie he will definitely and introduce himself in the episode so i'm gonna stop blabbing and i hope you guys enjoyed the 
first episode. Bye. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Oh my god, it's been so ages that we've seen each other. I know, I know, but we do talk a lot on the ground. Yeah, on and bit. off, yeah. On and off, you know, and checking friends. in with you. Yeah, no, um, thank you. Um, yeah, thank you for inviting me onto this because the last podcast I actually did um, was before my throat surgery, so I actually wow. sounded like... Uh, I sounded like a sailor. I sounded like I smoked a million cigarettes oh, a day uh, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that's a story we'll get into later. But um, yeah, I have a voice again now, which is quite nice. So <laughs> I don't know. it's very important. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, you have to forgive Truffle. She's uh, running all over you. Yeah. Truffle's a dog, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> it's so weird. I think you're the first person to do it. Like like together live because i've been oh, doing real life yeah, real, yeah um i've been doing zoom interviews yeah, since i've been lockdown i'm not very so. good at those because i'm very bad at tech so a lot of people yeah. Said, yeah. I like, yeah, yeah i was like please just yeah <laughs> yeah turn up sure I, yeah i'm honored to come and see you <laughs> yeah no cool no it's, um, it's so nice to have you in the house because like um we love having people over the house and we have a lot of chefs over and uh, hospital people and my partner's in events so we have a lot of uh, events people over and we do occasionally have the occasional sort of like artists come over because they just want some normality so we just sit down with them I talk about England if they're from England and mm. things like that you know and just just make them feel at home and normal so when they're you know doing their tour Things. stuff they don't you know because I I relate to that as a chef you know mm. like being profiled and then working in the kitchen like depot and the fed where you're so on show and then everybody wants to talk to you and then you see a celebrity and you try not to lose your your call and go oh my god it's buble <laughs> you know like it's like yeah. oh my god it's take away titty yeah um you know like you, you you don't understand how I mean I'm a boy so I think it's a bit different in a sense where you you become so you feel like it sounds blasphemous but you feel like a god you know for a while yeah. because everyone's I'm telling you man, you're I'm so bloody great yeah. and then you're cooking against your top level chefs your peers and you want to outcook them and be better than them mm. and then like you have this great you know like it's, competition like, yeah but, then, them but if you knew you nailed service like you know better than everyone else or you led service and you know you just feel really good but then you're going out and you see celebrities in the restaurant you just hold your head up high it makes mm. you proud but with pride does come ego and arrogance, and I have been very good at both. <laughs> yeah, very, very good cool. at both. Um, yeah. Because um, most of my um, listeners are not really sure. Oh, some of them are, because they're my friends as well. Yeah. <laughs> but um, would you like to introduce yourself, like, and what you like, what, what are you doing now? Like, where are you working? And, like, what's your thing? Um, are you working somewhere or are you in your own thing doing your own thing because i know you've been doing a lot of your own things the past uh, year yeah, I'm, I'm an overachiever right so i think i think everyone knows that um a lot of uh, i've recently been touching base with a lot of chefs again mm. my peers and actually because i felt a bit lonely that sounds really arrogant lonely at the top because the further you go up the ladder you know in your positions it's great but then you lose I mean, I said I hated being on the line because I, I couldn't stand being around loads of other boys, but I loved the family because I never had, I did have it, but I didn't have it in a sense. You know, I was missing that being an adopted kid. Mm. So I loved that. But then as I grew and got higher and higher and higher, then I was a business owner. And then like everyone's like 
like even you, you know, you were like fangirling at a point. You're like, oh my god, Jamie's so cool. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm broke and I'm yeah. eating rice to survive, so yeah. it's not that cool. But it looks cool because yeah. we made it Instagram worthy. It's so good. You know, so you know, so there's that part of it, you know. So and then I felt also a lot of responsibility mm. in, in in the sense for helping you guys. I've gone off way off way off tangent because I always do. Okay, so um, introduction. I am. I'm oh, Jamie. Good. I'm Jamie uh, Robert Johnston. I am the executive chef of Everybody Eats, um, which is a charity uh, and a restaurant. Um, we've got um, we've got a pop-up, which we initially started from, and mm. then we have a restaurant in Onehonga, our flagship, and then we've got Jack, awesome, awesome Jack, the head chef down in Wellington, uh, running the, um, the, the, the Everybody Eats down there. So mm. we've got a great family. Um, Nick, Nick um, is honestly like the biggest mentor in my life. Um, and he's the founder and New Zealander of the year. He's a really cool dude, just wants to help people, you know, like mm. I was so drawn to him. Um, but yeah, um, so I'm the executive chef. So basically I run a kitchen mm. that does not have one chef in it, uh, <laughs> apart from me. And maybe sometimes when I'm a bit tired, you now I pull in a friend mm. or a support person in to help oh, me out so for a bit because it's, it's a tough job. But I have um, volunteers. So mm. every day I teach a team the menu, which changes daily. Um, I teach them how to do the, you know, the basic tasks. So I'm teaching them how to cook, um, what the dishes are, three courses, ever-changing menu mm. with rescued food, subbing out staples like butters sometimes and bits mm. and bobs. And we're really thinking outside the box, which is great for me because my ADHD goes, this is amazing, colours, flavours, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And then the OCD pulls in the structure and they're like, yeah. right, guys, let's run a brigade. So... I actually run my kitchen now, not yeah. like a micromanager, which I'm very good at doing, as the sous chef. <laughs> I had to pull out the sous chef mentality yeah. of being a bit of a dick um, and being very good at crushing people, but then raising them up. But then, you know, I think people saw my intention that I do genuinely care about how they do, but I was tough because I had a lot of tough upbringing yeah. in, in kitchens and in life. Um, but then from there, um, we, we basically feed the vulnerable, the socially mm. isolated, um, the food poor. Like, mm. I hate saying that word, but no, we, we feed everyone. So everybody eats is basically you can come along. Mm. You can eat for free if you were struggling, you know. Mm. But even if you're interested in food waste and you're a bit woke, you know, like you can turn up and you can just donate. And you donating, like, say, 10 bucks minimum, say, whatever. Yeah. Um, you've literally just fed, like, maybe a family, you know, that have traveled all the way up from Otara. Like mm. when people really think of the gravity of what we've done and what we are doing, like I didn't take that role very seriously for a while mm. and I got comfortable and I was just like, oh, I'm a big shit. All the chefs <laughs> are talking to me going, I don't know how you do it, Jamie. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah I'm the man. I'm the fucking man. <laughs> and I started doing that shit again. Yeah. And then luckily I was very, very lucky that I met Flora at that point because, um, I should probably kind of talk about her a little bit because she she's very much about me as well now. Like she um, she changed me to realize who I needed to be and who I actually was compared to what I thought I was. Mm. You know, because self hate's a horrible thing, right? So Definitely. I basically I um, it got to a point where we met probably eight nine years ago, just after Depot. Yeah. And I was like super hungry because I didn't get that sous chef position. Maya oh, got, yeah. <laughs> you know, Maya, I told you about that a long time ago. Yeah. Maya got that position. I was super angry, but super proud of him because I loved Maya and I still love Maya 
to this day, the, the best man did get the job because mm. I would have just not ready. At I would I wasn't ready, and mm. I would have self imploded because I wasn't used to a family environment of chefs. You know, so I wasn't mm. used to all that love of sitting down and having meals. I was a a lone wolf cooking rings around people in kitchens and just mm. trying to prove that I'm better than everyone. And it's very fucking lonely, mm. you know, really lonely. Um, but I was, I felt like I was the best. But then mm. when I saw that Maya was the best, I was like, what's he got that I haven't got? <laughs> and I spent years like that going, not not bitter at him, but proud of him. Mm. But at the same time going, what does he have that I do? Mm. didn't? And he's just a real good guy with a big heart who loves food, genuinely loves food. And I was like, oh, but like, I'm so much better than everyone. Like, that, that was my mentality. Mm. It's so bad, so bad, because I was raised in kitchens like that, right? So there I am, and then I'm watching him succeed and succeed. And then it got to a point where if he was on the pass, I would want to do anything to make him look good because I was so proud watching him really succeed. And even on the days where he didn't quite get it right, I did that little father thing where I nudged him and was like, bro, is that your two chicken? You know, like, <laughs> but if it was if it was someone else, like yeah. I would probably, because they're meant to be higher up than that, I would yeah. I'd probably say a little sarky comment. It's like, uh, I think you called it wrong, chef. You know, I'm, I'm that guy, so I'm, I'm a bit of a dick sometimes. But it's all in good jest, you know, and, and chefs. But so anyway, yeah. Flora um, met me eight years ago um, when I got angry after that, and I decided to leave, mm. and uh, I wanted to be everything, mm. everything that I couldn't get from there, which was sad. But I got everything from Defo. I've got friends for life from there. I've got a dad. I've got like you know, like a family, family like out of that yeah, restaurant, definitely. and like what Al Brown and that team and everyone gave me was another lease on life really mm. as a chef you know like and as a human like because I didn't realize I needed people mm. in my life um because I'd always tried to fight to to just be angry and succeed and move out of it yeah so when I met Flora I had the food truck and it was a coffee festival that she was you know event manager at oh yeah, yeah. and uh, I don't do well with event managers because no one tells me what to do <laughs> so anyway there's this five foot really hot really really smoking hot chick um in a little uh, high vis and i think she's an intern from fucking university like most people do with her and i can imagine oh the rage inside this this beautiful woman you know so i'm sitting there and she's like um she comes over with her clipboard and she's like hey um um judge bell will be leaving it i was like no i was like i'll be leaving when i want honey thank you very much yeah and uh her face her face so anyway there, there she is looking at me with this death glare that I've never, <laughs> never seen before, but I just laughed it off because I'm yeah. just like, she can't tell me shit, man. I've cooked for Childish Gambino and yeah. Nora Jones. I cooked her a roast dinner right in front of her. You do not talk to me like that. And then uh, my business partner, Deb, uh, is standing beside me and she's just like, oh, you bitch. Yeah, I knew what she was thinking because mm. I knew I was going to go home to a fucking ear bashing because my behavior mm. was so piss poor, mm. you know, and she, she held it together to make it look professional when I was self-destructing again mm. because I couldn't handle watching a line of 45 minute people mm. you know, a, a line 45 minutes long of people mm. coming to eat my food because they heard about it on Instagram and then there's fucking Albert Cho you know like I'm, I'm now finally fearing someone writing a review about my food mm. right and my heart was so in that food like I went to Hong Kong I just fucking wrote everything down I was studying just everything learning about Cantonese mm. food learned a bit about Sichuan food, you know, sort of more that sort of like Silk Road flavors where, you know, 
you know, the Middle East meets like yeah. sort of the Sichuan region, Guangzhou street food I was looking at and all these, just everything, anything Research, I was obsessed yeah. with learning a new repertoire and all this kind of stuff. So yeah. I thought by opening Judge Bell, I was doing that to show um, my partner at the time to be proud of her Chinese heritage. That mm. is really, honestly, my main intention. Mm. And I fucked that royally up. I had a lot of messages from a lot of Chinese people, Chinese association, yeah. a lot of people pissed off that a white guy is talking for them. Mm. Now, I do realize now that because I was hiding my own ethnicity, yeah, that is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about mm. all the other cooks I work with and the fact that I study their food. Mm. So if I do meet a Filipino chef, I can talk to him about something that he grew up with and said, it actually reminds me of something I have back in the UK. And then conversation started. We go, oh my God, my mum used to have corned beef. And I'm going, yeah, I, I love corned beef, things. but I'm white. Yeah. You know, like, so it's, it's cool, right? You know, right. I look very white to people so that's kind of cool and i've got away with being you know romani or a, a, like gypsy we shouldn't say gypsy anymore but like yeah you know i, I can post. yeah i can yeah. kind of get away with um saying that now and i feel like i've been given a platform and a voice through flora really to talk honestly about the fact that i'm a bit jewish mm-hmm. i'm a bit romani you know like i love chinese culture and stuff like that and i i really honor like the fact that people have wanted to teach me mm. something that they shouldn't have taught me mm. in my arrogant state, you know, because mm. I really didn't honor them properly, you know, like, and that really, you know, was a thing that post I wrote the other day about a, a girl coming up to me. She was a young Indian girl come up mm. to me, just her saying, like, you know, it must be easy for you being a white guy. And mm. I was just like, oh, and literally, I just went back. I literally, as she said it, I went yeah. straight back to a memory going, remember being in the children's home, being beaten, having that happen, this happen, da 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 you know, all the shit that's happened to me in my life, mm. all the shit I put myself through, and I'm like, but I'm like, I'm actually a something, like, I am actually not just a white guy, I am, no, no. I am more than that, but I can't say, because if I say it, I could lose everything, everything. you know, yeah. like, and that was a really hard thing, and, like, I never even told Deb that, like, mm. I don't even think Deb knew that side of me, really, because mm. I was so secretive of it, and it wasn't that I didn't trust her it was just like you know how can I tell someone all my flaws and expect them to stay yeah you know or what society thinks my flaws mm. are so anyway um I think that kind of leads to like what we're going to talk about so yeah. like 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 even slavery chefs like um mission star chefs they're scared to like mention they have like depression or, or mental flaws. health flaws and you know like mm. those kind of things so it's that yeah. loss of power and strength like if you if your team see you weak in the uk mm. i've got a friend we went to college together mm. um and he's still going strong he's amazing he's amazing i won't mention his name because he's very yeah. private about stuff like that but we we went to college there was about 30 of us mm. then after about a week there was about 20 of us or whatever it was and then by the end of the two two three years we were doing it was literally just me, Ross, Brian, and and the guy I'm talking about. Um, and honestly, um, now there's Not only many. three of us, 22 years-ish, I think, 25, 22 years later, still cooking. He He's done the Michelin route. Mm. And he's done three, two, one. But God knows what he's done. He's he, I'm so proud of him. His food's amazing. But still to this day, Sorry. he can't go, I struggled with this. But he's told me via... You know, an Instagram store, you know, an Instagram yeah, story saying, you, thank yeah. you, bro. And I'm like, dude, you've got to get this shit out. But he's so English, like I was. Mm. Um, but I had a lot more going on inside that yeah. it's not going to happen, you know. Um, but with 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 Flora, so when we, when, we, when we met, obviously, so I'm this arrogant 
chef again with an ego <laughs> thinking I'm amazing because everyone's telling me or yeah. white people are telling me it was like oh you know you're so good for Chinese food da, 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 da. so I'm believing all that bullshit and <laughs> half of them half of them can't even say char siu you know like so oh. I'm just like oh fuck you guys yeah. you know like it was just really it really hurt me because they think I'm one of them yeah you know white and privileged because our, our it was weird because our like clientele were quite you know they had to have money to oh, eat our yeah. food because it was free range it was like it was really fucking it was way too bougie for a food truck we went i i went insane basically <laughs> with creativity um because that was my role you know it's bad it was really bad i couldn't stop myself so i was like we only have pigs from this fucking farm and da, da, da. and even ben when he worked with me for a few times he even yeah. said he's like i thought it was going to be fun <laughs> and then he was like jesus christ you were just terrible and i was like so anyway meeting meeting young flora I obviously I the truck doesn't exist anymore it kind of faded out into existence it was a really hard time you know uh, my business partner it's a good time yeah 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 and um, my business partner and partner we 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 did split obviously um but I won't talk more about that because she's not here to, to talk about it or defend herself so mm. you know out of like respect full respect yeah, to her respect. you know we spent five years in the trenches together and she wasn't a chef and mm. I you know I really put her for her paces it wasn't good no I wasn't kind um you know but when I saw, um, okay, this is going to sound real bad. I saw this young lady on a dating app um, because that's how people date nowadays. Yeah, which it's I hate, a norm. Which I, I hate because I love, I love being a little bit charming and chatty and cheeky and fun with people. But that part of me was blocked because I was kind of just, I hated myself for everything mm. I had done and felt like such a failure that if you messaged me or any of the young chefs that I'd mentored messaged me, I, I just would have just broke down because I just felt like such a failure to you guys because I felt like you all had such high expectations of me and you treated me like I'm this fucking like guy that can answer all your questions and I'm sitting there and I'm trying to save all of your fucking lives and my life is going down the fucking toilet. Yeah. So anyway, I messaged this girl and I go, oh shit. And I realized who it was because initially I saw a picture and I went, oh, hey. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, and I was, you know, like I know what people were saying about me in the industry. I know yeah. what people were saying that I'm just, uh, and really, I apologize for saying this, but um, what is the word? Um, basically, that I only date Asian girls because basically oh, yellow fever God, yeah. and I'm a yeah, perv this... and that I can't get a white girl and all this shit. And I'm just like, no, I just love culture. I like yeah. talking to someone who can speak another language. I like, yeah. you know, getting involved because I didn't love my own culture, right? So yeah. that's why, right? So, yeah. but I've heard it all. And I went to Christchurch once and this random chef comes up to me. Yeah. He's, I mean, like, he wasn't the chefs I was working with. Chefs yeah. I was working with are top level and they're amazing. We had great mm. fans. This guy was just one of those real <laughs> rough around the edges, thought he was a big deal, but he just kind of works in a Denny's maybe. Uh, and he's like, oh, no, you? And no, that's not that's not a Kiwi accent, but that's <laughs> that's really bad. But, like, he was just like, oh, no, you? He's like, you're that guy who's got a thing for Asian chicks, aren't you? Oh I was my like, God. and I'm literally going, hi, I'm Jamie, I'm a chef, and I work and help vulnerable people. But yeah, and then I just looked at this guy and I went, I think you and I are not going to be friends. Yeah. And he was like, whoop. And I was like, just no, bro, <laughs> just no, oh. just fucking no. So anyway, I, I was nervous about that. That if I yeah. did attempt to date her, so what I did realize was that she was very good with events. Mm. So there's me thinking okay so my sister's just come out of breast cancer i've got the tattoo on my neck you know to just you know, mm. you know say that you know i love it it's a, it's a it's her favorite flower it's a um crap what is it called again um oh it's a um it's got a really specific name it's not it's, it looks like a snowbell but i can't remember what the name it's got a really interesting name i can't remember what it's called now but then my friend frankie ruins he's really cool he's a jeweler on um 
uh, in Cairo. Um, he designed the ring for me, Lily of the Valley. That's it, Lily of the Valley, it's called. Yeah, so I loved it. And I thought about getting it on my chest and I was like, I thought my sister, like, we're a bit rough, right? I thought mm. she was going to say, an English rose. And I was mm. like, you know, hand English rose. I was like, easy. Yay. But then she was like this really tiddly widdly thing. And I was like, oh, no. Shit, I'm going to look all right. You know, yeah. I'm trying to be more of a man. Yeah. So anyway, she did that. And then actually, my birthday on that year, she went into remission. It's the wow. best birthday I've ever had in my life, like, wow. that I could share with my sister because we were split when we were really young. So it's a... Sorry if it's a bit triggering. No, it's um, good. But, like, so then... Um, yeah. So obviously, I saw this girl and... I, Instantly, I went to money, money, money. Yeah. And <laughs> the next big event, I was like, I'm going to do the biggest fucking event I can do. And I'm yeah. going to be so, like, just adored and just fucking for, like, putting on this beautiful. So the intention was there to do something breast cancer and give all the money back. Yeah. But I really wanted the glory for it. Mm. So that's why I've never done that pop-up yet because, or that event, because it's not honoring my sister in the best mm. way. And it's just showing me as being a greedy little shit that wants attention. Mm. And that's not what it's about. You know, like no. it's really got to come from the heart and be honest. Definitely and I, and I was, yeah. you know, still at everybody's early days there where I was still doing that, just opening a kitchen mm. with no staff to really, to, to really like no actual chefs to understand what I'm telling about. So I'm literally delegating to old ladies and, mm. you know, retirees and you know, young kids and college students and God knows who, what, housewives mm. no one who can cook you know uh, and and even you know the occasional um person who's got real real severe like learning or mental difficulties you mm. know i have them in my kitchen i've made it a safe space mm. so um so basically that that was my thinking anyway so mm. i i knew my intentions were good but i knew i wanted something out of it so i knew she could pull off a really big event because i've heard some really good things about her in the industry so i was like you know what she could rebrand me she could rebrand me as like, you know, like I can be like the next Josh Emmett, you know, I can just have my name. Mm. Imagine that if it was just my name and not this fucking stupid alter ego that I put out to save me from being given critiques by people. Because mm. if you insult Source Boss, he's going to give you some sass back and he's a bit funny and he's a bit like kind of more like the real cheeky shit that is me, right? <laughs> but Source Boss was a way in which I could protect myself from critiques because I had a lot, man. Fuck, they came thick and fast. You know, usually in my oh. inboxes, they were shit. I had one person email me and tell me, goes, yeah, I like what you did, but I'm going to do it better. But can you give me a manual on how to open a food truck? I was like, what? And uh, my professional response yeah. was, fuck you, dude. <laughs> and, but I think what I did do was yeah. I did something along the lines of which I got edited out by um, my business partner because you know <laughs> she 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 is all logic and I am all rash so yeah. I literally just went oh no problems dude so fucking happy I can help you out with your dream to be better than me fuck wit or something <laughs> like that so you can imagine oh I God. yeah I'm not allowed to respond to Instagram messages anymore unless <laughs> I'm allowed to be sassy and funny and kind and nuts right so anyway learned a big valuable <laughs> lesson there yeah. learned some very valuable lessons but so there you are I meet Flora we meet three meetings pretty much back to back, like solid. And literally I'm sitting there across this woman. And meanwhile, I'm a bit of a serial dater at the time. Mm. Uh, Cause I knew I was hot shit. And you know, <laughs> basically every girl wanted to get near me when they found out I was single. And, but the thing is, I don't really read signals that well. Cause I'm a bit, you know, a bit, Yo, bit loopy. Got, like, so I'm thinking it's friendship, mm. which is weird. But then it turns out that then they want something off me. And I'm like, mm. I don't do one night stands. Sorry, ladies. Like, I don't, it's not me. Like mm. I did in my twenties, but like for me, like a one night stand is just a waste of my time. Like 
I'm, I'm, I've got a, a addict's mentality. Like it has to be the best. Mm. Like if I'm eating out, I want it to be the best. If I'm if I'm going to drink, I'm going to be the best at drinking. If mm. I'm going to do drugs, I'm going to I'm going to smash it. It doesn't matter if it takes me like two weeks to recover from it, but I will. You know. So if someone's offering me that up like that, like you know, I feel bad because I'm just I look look at this girl and I'm like, honey, trust <laughs> me. You know, like I can get whatever I want. Like so, I was like, if you're just offering up your tits in my face, pardon. <laughs> Sorry, the, the like, language, but no, I'm saying that to this girl and all because I actually wanted her to respect herself. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, oh yeah, but you haven't seen anything like this. It's like, honey, I've eaten fucking Coke for breakfast. Like, I've seen it all. Like, yeah. you know, like, um, so yeah, and then she's just like, oh. And I was like, does that work on 20 year olds? I was like, I actually want to find out what you like. I want to know what yeah. you want to do. I'm a people pleaser. So for yeah. me, like I want to be the best at everything. So you can imagine that. I'm putting all everything into that that one woman who's given me literally nothing back. Mm. You know, like apart from a night of shit, yeah. shit intimacy. You know, because yeah. it wasn't because I want to hug. You know, I'm a hugger. It's gross. You know, like so. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, so there I am, right? There, there's there's my horrible bits. You know, so, so then we I mean, all have horrible. You know, but I, I have some really good horrible bits. Uh, really bad ones. Yeah, competitive. <laughs> there you go. So there I am, sitting across from Flora, looking at her, going. And thinking she's just come from a day job, you know, like, you know, an architecture firm to meet me. So I'm like, I've got to behave myself. I just come from the gym and I'm doing well. You know, I've had abs and arms and I felt pretty hot shit. Mentally, all over the fucking show. <laughs> Internally, fucked up. There's so many people like that. In the I had a now. chest and abs and girls were just, you know, like it was the best feeling because I've never felt that before. Because I've always been in kitchens and when I have my chef jacket on, I know I, know I feel powerful. You know, I feel power because I'm proud that I have a craft that a dumb shit like me, you know, who can't, who thought he couldn't read or write eloquently or talk eloquently, you know, because I blocked myself from all of that. I thought mm. education was for suckers and me being a line cook, burning my hands and being a real tradesman like my parents taught me was, was, was what was it. And I'm mm. like, now I'm thinking, going, I really wanted to be a paleontologist when I was a kid. I fucking love dinosaurs mm. and I could name them backwards. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh. Actually, there's something a bit odd about me. I'm very creative. I'm a bit weird. Um, so anyway, there I am with Flora, and I'm rolling off all these ideas about how great I am. I'm telling all these elaborate stories of how I, I'm there with Tom Green and, you know, I'm doing the usual bullshit that every girl falls for. <laughs> Little did I know that she has done events with music and musical artists. So she's seen every DJ, every artist that's been more difficult than me yeah. to manage, right? So there she is sitting across from me, just smiling and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she's not even phased by it at all. And normally most girls are just like, oh my yeah, God, really? Yeah. Tell me more about Childish Gambino. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's a dude, you know? Yeah. So usually that works a charm, but I didn't realize that she's the first person in hospital that I've kind of, you know, mm. that wasn't a waitress, you know? So, you know, and she, she's amazingly skilled at what she does and she mm. is an amazing human. Okay. But the, she's sitting there just smiling at me, <laughs> laughing and nodding, going, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, big shit, hot shit. I was like, yeah, Google me, you know. I'm, yeah. like, oh, I'm, like, I'm actually bigger than this guy. You yeah. Know? So then, um, fuck, terrible, right? And then I'm just literally on these, like, when I finally got a phone number and we're talking just like work, 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 I kept on flicking all the work I was doing, all the yeah. headlines I was getting, all that yeah. shit that everybody eats. Getting, like, you can see I'm getting really excited now. I'm freaking, <laughs> I was so excited and so proud because... She was the first girl that literally sat down across from me. She goes, right, here's the plan for you. Mm. Okay, we need to do this. We need some serious work, right? Because if you need to hold yourself a certain way, what are your values? And I do that for everyone for their business. I go, what are your values? What's mm. your mission? What's your this? What's your that? What's your branding? What's your theme? You know, I do that for people all the time to help them with a restaurant because I could build 
about a thousand restaurants in my head right now sitting with a line a thousand chefs i could give them all their perfect restaurant just out the top of my head because i am barking mad right so luckily that barking madness is what's kept me going for 25 years you yeah. know like um and that creativity is 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 quite dangerous you know because i obsess and i get crazy but i realize i can't be controlled you can never control me i'm i'm pretty feral right mm. but if you can manage me like she's like me she does the marco pierre white thing that i studied as a kid mm. uh growing up in kitchens where you do this thing where you can just intimidate people by going quiet now imagine me i'm tiddly like you we're both quite tiddly and imagine the guys i'm working in the kitchen with like maya size and all that right how do i scare the fuck out of someone three times my size twice my weight who could probably throw me in a freezer again or hang me up in a butcher hook but there she but there um i, I knew how to intimidate people right i'm pretty good at it but i i go home crying because i hate being a, a dick really so there she is looking straight through me and then mm. she says this right this is this is and i only apologize for this like three days ago right so okay. yeah <laughs> she goes do you remember that time when you had your food truck i was like no 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 it wasn't me it wasn't me it wasn't me literally that's the first thing i did and she goes yeah, you did this. It's like, no, no, no. I don't think we've ever met before. I don't think we've ever met before. Oh my God. So after the third, third, like, um, meeting we had like proper, it was a proper meeting, right? So we're sitting there just yeah. having to do, chatting some ideas over. I just, I was in awe of how much she was telling me what she wanted for my career. I've never had another woman actually share that passion for my career because she's managed artists before. And I was just like, mm. oh my God. And literally within three days, of just meetings and meeting this woman who actually really just thought I was a piece of work and actually really quite hated me initially because I really fucked up her event. Like looking back now, I could have ruined that whole event for her. And that's wow. a big thing for her. Like that was a big, big that's thing her for her. Thing, right. Yeah. So I know how bad my behavior was. Right. So I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I'm really not worthy of her time now. I'm like mm. going back to like sabotage. Jamie's like, I'll oh, just walk away from it. Just walk away from it. Mm. But then I just looked at her. And I went back to to Williams where I was just doing a little a little bit in the back of the kitchen helping the boys out because I wanted to cook with some young chefs again and have a laugh. Mm. They really helped me through my my period of trying to like go for a breakup and a business going because it was like my baby died. It was mm. like losing a baby because I had a five year old that I'd invested all my time and sacrifice with with another person and we had to say goodbye. Yeah. Um. In a, in a sense, um, because I fucked it up a bit. So then, um, basically, um with flora she she you know just knew when she looked at me that she saw straight through the bullshit and then recently we had a conversation with a few friends and we were telling how we met and they're all in events and managed djs and we're saying how djs can be a bit full-on sometimes because mm. we're all creatives you know and there she is just laughing she goes he apologized for that thing the other day and all her event crew everybody in the event fucking crew knew about this story wow. and i'm just like you can imagine like that is very humbling and i yeah. just had to sit there blush and smile and go i can be a bit full-on hey <laughs> you know like and i'm like yeah. you know and That's i so you know good. i've made all my apologies you know yeah. internally externally put it up into the universe personally written you know and all that stuff now i'm still working on a few more i've got some a few more apologies to make and thank mm. yous but yeah that that's that's how flora changed me but that third meeting i knew i was gonna marry her and spend the rest of my life with i've wow. never ever had that feeling properly because i've always had lust i've never had yeah i've always had lust yeah, yeah it's yeah. a chef thing hey eh? we just love high <laughs> intensity and then a 
you know, just look at that boy across the, you know, like, you know, that thing. So, yeah, so it's just this thing. And like, I refused to make a move on her. Mm. I did not try, I charmed her very well. I think I was very good uh, <laughs> linguistically, but then I didn't make one move on her because I was terrified to, to get intimate with someone again, because I was just like, mm. I know what I'm like. I know how I'll get, I'll get addicted to it. I'll get addicted to that. I'll get, you know, and I'll fuck it up and did it. So I just really try to be like really stoic and, something i'm not because i'm huggy i'm touchy i'm kissy i'll move in with you in two weeks if you let me you know i'm like a stray dog you know mm. but um she was the first person that basically told me i was a piece so of shit yeah. and then told me no like i've never had a woman just go no it's not happening bro and i'm like but do you know who i am <laughs> you know like that thing yeah. and then she's looking at me going oh i know who you are yeah i've heard things i was like oh you haven't been speaking to ben have you uh, you know like so i'm just like shit so then I'm like, oh, fuck, this is fucked up. And then one night we just, I call her up. It's like about, it was, I say it was another business meeting. Technically, yeah. I just wanted to see her again. Yeah. Right? But I can't call it a booty call because it wasn't a booty call. No. So I phone her up. <laughs> but it was late at night. So yeah. technically, I'm guessing that's a booty call in most people's eyes. But I phone her up. I was like, hey, what are you doing? Do you want to get some noodles? And yeah. I actually wanted to go get some beef noodles down on like Dominion Road with her. So we did. It's about five in the morning. We're still hanging out, just chilling. Mm. And, um, yeah, like the, the the nicest thing that ever happened to me was the fact that she she did this uh, real cute thing where she's like, oh, I'm cold. And I was like, me mm. being me, I'm like chivalrous, pulled off my jacket, put it around Aww. her and all that kind of stuff. And then she cuddled into me and I was like, oh, fuck. And then literally I felt like I was going to puke my nerves. Yeah. Like I had anxiety, nerves. I was like, fuck, 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 please don't like me. Please don't like me. Please yeah. don't like me. I'm not worth it. I'm not worth it. I'm not worth it. Just leave me alone. Mm. Let's keep this professional. We were on a great event. Da, 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 da. Next minute, like... I'm, I'm pretty much in her flat every single day. She's at my place every single day. Mm. And, you know, yeah, we like fully like fell for each other, mm. you know, and, 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 and she just gave me the strength to carry on with everybody else. Cause I really felt like me going down that path of mm. this internal downward struggle to, to get out of my bullshit. Cause I, I lost a, my, my, my abusive birth father, you know, like, yeah. Um, so that was really hard. Cause I look exactly like him. So when I looked at me and mm. him, I'm like, I'm going to ruin it. If she wants to have a baby with me, I'm going to be a deadbeat dad. I'm going to run away. I don't know. I, and I don't know my history of my dad. So I'm talking all this smack about this guy mm. who I don't even know. And he's dead. And I look like him. And then I'm looking at my face mm. going, oh, my God, look at you. You look like him. Oh, you're going to be everything he was. You know, and all that shit. Look at your sister. Look what's happened yeah. to your older sister. You know, so it's all there. And I'm going, mm. I'm going to fall from grace. I'm going to fall from grace. Everyone's going to see. Everyone's going to find out I'm a pikey. Everyone's going to find out I'm a gypsy. Everyone's going to mm. find out I'm a liar. Everyone's going to find out I'm a cheat. Everyone's going to find out that I committed adultery when I was like 18 or some shit, you know, like mm. someone's going to find out that I got fired once for having an event and a rage, you know, which I never talked about, you know? Mm. So then obviously it was really hard to let her love me. And then she's very persistent. And, uh, she just told me to stop talking shit about myself. You know, I'm literally just mm. you know, deleting photos going, Oh, I look like a fucking idiot here. Like, uh. and then she just taught me to love myself, man. Like Aww, literally so it just changed everything for me. And it made me realize that, when I stopped disassociating myself from everyone at Everybody Eats, mm. like all my volunteers who love me dearly, like mums and dads and brothers and sisters and all that kind of shit. And, and Nick's faith in me, like the fact that Nick said something to me one day and it's always resonated. He literally said to me, um, basically, um, I hire people for a reason because mm. I know that if I manage them in the right way, they'll get to the, like, 
basically get to their potential. It was it's something along that I can't really remember. It was like with great power comes great responsibility. It's like my Uncle Ben moment in Spider Man. Mm. You know, I'm like, Thwip, yes, Nick, cool. You know, like he just really inspires yeah. me to be a better dude. You know, and um, his faith in me alone watching me torment myself like just mm. he didn't know what was going on internally i couldn't tell him because it's like how do you tell another dude all this shit you know like it's real hard yeah and i'm the one telling dudes to speak up i felt it's such a hypocrite all the things right and then flora yeah. was giving me more and more strength to talk and be open and then deal with my shit but i really had to go deep and she got real worried because i wasn't doing well mm. and she could see that i'm just quiet i'm just not me not mm. listening to music, not doing any of the things I love, creating, making videos. Mm. I even start getting to the point where I'm making those videos in lockdown going, why the fuck am I doing it? Mm. No one fucking cares. They're just, I'm a fucking dancing monkey for everyone. I don't want to be called chef anymore. So I actually mm. did a Marco Pierre White in my eyes and I just renounced the word chef. I want it out of my life. It's ruined my life, you know? So I'm back in the kitchen. Everyone's like, hey, chef. I'm like, don't call me chef. Call mm. me Jamie. Like, mm. call me Jamie, you know? And I got quite bad about it right mm. but then after that i just realized that with someone loving me and me loving myself mm. i'm everything that i should have been a long time ago mm. and i i hold that responsibility at everybody eats it's a very long-winded everybody eats story there isn't it and yeah, how i met flora but so like good. but that is no, just that's me in, yeah. a, in a nutshell of where i'm at now yeah um but yeah i'll let you take no, the lead because no, i've talked again. a lot no, I need no, to, no, no. I this is up, so. awesome thank you so oh, like, well, you know so good. I, I did promise you there's gonna be some deep shit didn't i <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, it's so good like you know no one knows what goes behind what and our minds and everything mm. and like i i'm surprised as well like even like what everyone else that i caught up with as well do you remember um T pj he was a breakfast chef for their deli PJ, PJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember PJ. Yeah, he's a bit of a trendy kid, eh? He always had like a nice haircut. He had the funky tattoos. Is it him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was always, he was a real confident cockerel. Every time I looked at him, I always thought of him as a bit of a cockerel because he was always cocksure, you know, proud, you know, strutting around the kitchen. I was like, me and this guy, if he was in the kitchen, I think me and him would either have yeah, fun or hate each other. Yeah, like, you know, one. fine yeah. line. Yeah, fine line. But um, actually, he just like, I met him just before lockdown, no, just after, and we got to level three, and he told me a lot of shit too, like, he, he wow. said, he was like, oh, and then it was, the reason why he um, called me was, he tried to kill himself, it's so sad <sighs> as well, but he's yeah, good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, um, I feel you, mate. I and then you, he was you. telling me about, like, because he supported me a lot, because we, we were always together, yeah, 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 with him every single breakfast shift, yeah. and and then he was like, "Did you ever thought I was going through all these stuff? Like his family yeah. has, it's just like love, yeah, it's just gone through a lot as well." And then he, he said that he was a very good just... magician at hiding that because he looked. I thought he was confident the... as fuck, and I felt defeated. And everyone thought I was a fucking like, "Oh, there's Jamie, you know, he's a yeah. pretty nice guy, you know, but he's a bit grumpy." Yeah. yeah so that, carry on with your story. Sorry. Yeah, so I was like, really, like, wow, like, and then all that stuff you're going through, and you're like helping me yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. line, and I was like, oh my god, dude, yeah. like, but that's what we do. People don't understand, you know. They watch, you know, Gordon Ramsay on telly, and they see him screaming and shouting, but yet they have to understand that at that high level of what he's expecting, what he's giving them is like literally 
years of mentoring where you'll never lose him as your mentor, mm. right? That's that that is fucking huge. And you can't put money on that. Mm. You know, I give it away for free because I love everyone and I want everyone to fucking do well. But like mm. if you're under his wing, and I know a few guys that are under his wing or have worked for him and nothing but nice things. Yes, he's hard ass, but come on, he's letting you use the best of the ingredients the world can offer, yeah. giving you the best fucking opportunities in the world and you're willing to talk back to him and tell him he's a piece of shit and he's trained with the best chefs Chef in the whole wide world. world. Even my yes, the, <laughs> yes, the approach is wrong in yeah. some sense, but mm. when he does American TV, you see it's all amped up and it's bullshit and yeah. it's them throwing plates and I'm like, fuck off, mate. If you got in my kitchen, I would bring you to fucking tears if I watched you do that. I would make you, apo- I would stop service. I'd make you apologize to the restaurant. I'd yeah. make you apologize to the toilet cleaner. I'd make you apologize to everyone yeah. and I would embarrass you and I would make your balls shrink. That's what <laughs> I would fucking do. And that's a Marco move yeah. that I learned. If you embarrass them in front of everyone, they stop that behavior pretty fucking quick. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, um, what was I saying? Jeez, uh, I do it all the time. I'm really bad <laughs> at um, But yes, the thing people don't understand is they see that side of him. But if you read Humble Pie. <laughs> Keep yeah. Going. So, so yeah. So the story about you. Um, so you <laughs> so, would just come in, and then I was like, I heard your voice. Oh my I was God, like, I hate my voice. <laughs> same, same. So I heard your voice, and then instantly, yeah, I had a memory go all the way back to when I was seventeen. Yeah. And um, I just I went back to when I started culinary school, and we had this young chef. Yeah. So basically, our, our catering college was really, really cool, right? It was mm-hmm. set up like an old French brigade system, so it was really fucking cool. So you could look across the other guy who was on the flat top mm. and you could communicate and go two fish to the past. You know, we had sorciers, we had sections, we had so cool. all the classic shit. Right. And I forgot oh. how well I was trained. I was picking pheasants like for service. It was nuts. Mm. It was barking mad. You know, Gary Rhodes came in and did a talk once. Gary Rhodes. Like I was like, Oh my God, he's from telly. Yeah. And then um, one of our tutors had trained him and, you know, so he came in as a oh. favor, you know, that chef thing. So anyway, um, it went, it took me back to my college years. Now underneath, yeah. Our um, college building, mm-hmm. our chef building, was the special needs department. Now, I'd been put in special needs back in primary school and called a retard, which wasn't very Oh, fun. yeah. I remember because at that time I still had my other ear. I think you had yeah. your, your hip. Yeah, I did but have my surgery, so now I'm okay. I, I also <laughs> heard your voice. And yeah. unless you have grown up with someone who has had hearing impairments and stuff like that. Now, my uncle actually designs and works with hearing aids. Hearing so aids. I've always heard certain tones and voices so i can tell yeah how deaf someone is i know this sounds really bad i don't know if deaf no, is the right okay. word to use yeah. i don't want to be insensitive no, but okay. i can tell how deaf some how bad is this for an obsession <laughs> i can tell how deaf someone is by how their voice works right yeah. because certain tones wow. i know they've never heard some tones i know they have heard yeah and then some words i know so the first kid i ever met was called can he was this young indian kid he looked quite like pj actually like <laughs> And he, he had so much swagger, man. He was hilarious. Yeah. And he was deaf since birth, mm. right? So he didn't speak at all, but he could make noise, you know? Mm. And it was all very like, bah, huh, sounds, you know? It's like, yeah. sorry if I'm being... No, no, all good. Something. Okay, so, um, so basically, I watched him one day, and I just watched him in the special needs kitchen. And mind you, I had nothing else to do. I'm sitting yeah. there with a can of Dr. Pepper, smoking a fag. And I'd probably just had a joint, so I'm just like a bit chill. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there staring at this guy because I had to go back into dinner service at the yeah. culinary school. So I'm sitting there watching him, right? And I noticed that he's there with his um, his uh, lang- uh, 
signer. Signing. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what I you're regret, yeah. like, not learning sign language, like, properly when I had, yeah. was like that. Yeah, but you faked it till you made it, right? <laughs> like everyone else, you're a true chef. But, like, so, so basically, there I am, and I'm watching him trying to sign and cook, you know, like, it was driving me nuts, and I'm yeah. going, how the fuck is this guy meant to cook when he's fucking, like, doing two-handed fucking shit and trying to fucking sear a sea bass? I'm losing yeah. my shit there. Well, I wasn't really losing my... Sh- well, I was, because I felt for him, right? I yeah, felt, because yeah. I know what it's like to be the dyslexic kid that's told he can't read and he's going to be nothing. Like, I know that feeling. I've had it a lot. It's horrible. Mm. And I, I've called myself a retard a lot, and I know I shouldn't use that word anymore, but I've had it labelled on me, well, so I, I feel I've... I can use it. Yeah. And I'm sure you've heard some shit as well, right? Okay, so... um, But, yeah, so you took me back to this memory of where I'm watching him getting really frustrated and then there was a Down syndrome kid there called Dylan from Canada. He was fucking great. I loved yeah. him so much. So I'm walking down the college hallways with my chef mates who were all quite privileged kids, right? Mm. And they're like third generation chef telling their fucking stories of foie gras. And I'm like, I ate porridge in a children's home. Yeah. Like that, that's the story I had. Is like, my Jewish nan made me corned beef sandwiches. I mean, I made one the other day, loved it, great, right? But that's a food memory, right? Yeah. Their food memories are bullshit. My food memories are about being like struggling, but... I appreciate a jacket potato. Mm. So anyway, there I am. I see Dylan. With, uh, I get Cam and Dylan with me, and I'm walking along with them, and I'm like trying to talk to Cam in some way that I know he can understand me. So mm. he's lip reading, and I, I'm not very good with eye contact before because I had a lot of shame and guilt from my past, right? So that really made it hard for him. So mm. then I had to learn how to get my head up mm. to help him, right? So I'm he's giving me confidence to try and speak, right? So there I am talking to him going, do you want to cook upstairs in the kitchen with us? Mm. And his face. And then Dylan, fuck, I forgot Dylan was with me. And my <laughs> little brother's got um, Asperger's autism. He's on, on the spectrum somewhere. So I kind of relate to that kind of character, you know, like yeah. super loving, super beautiful human being, no mm. malice, but just wants to please and be like me. Mm. And I felt that. So I'm sitting there with Dylan from Canada and we have this great joke going on. Where I'll be like, hey, Dylan. And just to make him feel accepted, like, because mm. I, I watched the, the beauty school girls just like part the sea around him, right? It was so horrible because he's Down syndrome mm. and he's drinking a Dr. Pepper, which was my favorite. He started drinking it because it was my favorite, right? I was obsessed with Dr. Pepper, yeah. right? So then I watch him and the girls walk past and go, and they looked at me because yeah. I was looking pretty tidy that day. <laughs> and uh, I know they were giving me a look, right? I know yeah. what the look was. And then they looked at me next to Dylan. Yeah. And then they looked at me and then they just frowned at me. So do you know what I did? Like to be a real dick, I grabbed yeah. his can of coke, which was covered in Dylan's slobber. He had a really bad backwash problem. Yeah. Uh, like my little brother did. So I was like, yeah. oh fuck, this is gonna be gross. It's gonna yeah. have spit in it. And I was like, I sculled his whole Dr. Pepper. And I was yeah. like, oh, thanks, Dylan, bro. Let's fucking go. And I slapped him on the hand as a high five and pulled Cam along and we just walked off. Yeah. And these girls just were beside themselves with the fact that I just drank out of a can from a Down syndrome kid. And I'm 17. I'm like, fuck you girls. Yeah. Like the shit you put me through at school trying to be mean girls, fuck all of you, you know? <laughs> and that was the most empowering moment for like him. Mm. And for him, he was just like, thanks, man. That's so cool. Yeah. And then he'd be like, hey, Jamie, heard your mom's real good. I was like, fuck you, Dylan. You know, like, so we had this yeah. great like camaraderie of being chefs. Yeah. So then course. they're all in their chef whites, yeah. which I called fake chef whites because they made them go into the special kitchen mm. where it's just them. And like a granny kitchen cooking an omelette. It was fucked. They weren't learning shit. And I was like, Aww. how dare we deny them the joy and passion that I'm getting learning something that I didn't think I could ever do. Mm. So why can't they put their hand up a chicken's ass and pull the guts out and learn all about the kidneys and shit? Why mm. can't they? Surely they can read. Surely they can do this. Surely if 
I'm learning visually and lying that I can read the books mm. and lying that I can add up because I, my dyslexia was so bad because I'm mm. just eating McDonald's and sugar every day, right? That my brain's fried from stimulants, right? So I'm like, if I can fake it and learn it, surely these two can. So I spoke to her, um, uh, to his sign language person. I said, look, if you put him over there mm. on the line, everyone thought I was an idiot. Even my tutors were like, Jamie, like Wait, this is don't... way past your station. You're a commie, you're fucking an apprentice. I was like, yeah. nah. I was just like, <laughs> nah. And everyone loved me. They, I got away with murder. I could say what I wanted, do what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, it did come with consequences of being thrown in freezers and hung up on meat hooks by my apron strings and pretty much throttled until I passed out and called every name under the sun. <laughs> apart from a gypsy which was quite nice so i can i can handle being called everything apart from um, you know that, that word. <laughs> yeah you know it's like my n-word you know it's not cool yeah but um so there i am working beside him and i said watch this and i said basically we were he just taught me some basic i was like thank you thank you obviously and i was like hi hi our hi was like chef chef no mm. to us that was like oi oi fucking pay mm. attention look up look up and then we had just like a few other signals which were just like you know fish you know fucking i don't know like chicken i don't know we just made shit up right mm. but it was enough for him to, to be God. on the fucking pans cooking perfect chicken breasts and searing fucking thing and he didn't plate up because we never plated up right we're the cooks right mm. so you're on your larder you know you're a, an apprentice under a cdp yeah, you do your under own, a, yeah. you know a demi chef under that you know so i'm i'm like way down here but watching the smile on his face oh, and then the next minute like I just hear this big fucking bellow, yeah. you know, come out of him, like which was obviously, you know, people haven't heard that sound before. Yeah. So yeah. for a lot of people, it was very fucking weird. But I yeah. knew he was just having the fucking time of his life, uh, and he burnt the hairs all off his arm. He got that feeling that I got adrenaline of just burning yeah. all the hairs off your knuckles, and you're just looking and smelling it, going, "I smell like a burnt Bigfoot," but it's fucking great, you know. Yeah. And then you think, look at these blisters on my fingers. I held that sea bass down for an extra twenty seconds. You know that. That, feeling, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just like doing drugs, but yeah. the best version of it, because you're so proud that chef looked at your salmon, gets that spoon out, flicks it around, does that really annoying look at it, yeah. crouches right over, judging every moment. He knows it's perfect, but he's going to yeah. probably make you do it again because yeah. he's a dick. But then he looked at Cam's and he's like, he's like, chef. And wow. Cam was just like, oh, oh my God. You know, like this. So, so then he started coming in the locker room with us and getting changed with us and shit like that. And we're just giving him the usual old shit. We're whipping him with tea towels. He's whipping us with tea towels beating the living crap out of us you know we had some great times and i always remember cam like and i really hope because i i lost contact with him obviously because mm. i did my own path but i really hope to this day that dylan and cam have gone on to really shake the world up to make people accept the fact that a down syndrome guy could be an amazing head chef or you know a deaf guy yeah you know could who can't fucking speak can cook beautiful food that's so awesome. You know, that was one of my youngest memories. And you're the first person I've told that story to because I actually told the boys at Depot once because yeah. um, the younger lads, you know what younger lads are like, you know, they're, they're talking about the girls in the kitchen and you know the shit they say. Yeah. And then there was just one comment that really struck me and really fucked me off. And it was yeah. about you. And obviously, you know, boys grading girls and all that shit. You know, I don't like shit like that. And yeah. obviously you've got an impairment to them, yeah. you know, and that shit to me didn't fly. So I remember yeah. flying off the handle at two boys and I said, do you know what, mate? She's probably got 30 times more talent than you because she can't fucking hear. And I said, when I yell your fucking name, you don't bring me a sugar pie. So I said, who's better, her or you? And this kid just looked at me, this white little privileged kid, he didn't last long, just looked at me like that going, oh, fuck. And I was like, yeah, 
So imagine she can't hear half the fucking shit that's going on or what shit's coming out your mouth. But I can yeah. tell you now, I can see her doing a lot better than you. You know what I mean? And like, I did a real dad moment because I was oh like, I fucking do. And then I remember yeah. sitting Ben down because me and Ben used to have real deep talks because I'm not good with Kiwi guys. They're a bit toxic masculinity, but they're trying. But we can only try and make them better, you know? Mm. And that's what I want to do, you know? And so I sat down with Ben, told him this story and we're both weeping over a fucking cider in the bar, you know, because we're mm. a bit pissed as well and a bit tired. And then um, I told that commie chef as well, I said, look, you have to understand the reason why I went off at you, because I always do this. Like, I feel like they need a justification mm, for why, why they saw yeah. that side of me, mm. but they need to know the intention. So as long as my intention is pure, I mm. feel like me losing it like that to make him understand how degrading mm. what he was saying was, you know, like, and we're all guilty of it. I yeah, said well, I think... some stupid ass shit in the, in the moment of heat, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and passion of ki- kitchens. Yeah. And I've said some, shit I'm really really regretting I, mm. I try my best to apologize for it and you know even before I started dating someone who is Cantonese I have said stupid shit that I didn't understand because I came from a country where I didn't even know that Korea Japan Asia and whatever was in different countries I thought you were all Asia like I'm really sorry but like that was my thing and then I opened a fucking Chinese food truck <laughs> to redeem myself I guess maybe yeah. but- but that was my yeah. first memory of you and that's yeah. why I've always stayed wow. in touch with you because you. like you remind wow. me of Cam like and I know like you're you know you know you're much more eloquent than Cam you know but in his own ways I can imagine if he was going to talk so a memory I had on Judge Bow we had this deaf lady come up and she's with a Kara not Kara fucking okay I hate saying Kara sorry and like, her speech person yeah, from like uh, from like a like yeah. a IBM kind of thing, and she was yeah. profoundly deaf, right? Yeah. And I could see she was struggling. She wanted to order the food herself, right? Aww. And mind you, we had a queue so big, and yeah. normally I'm usually going, "Come on, guys, come on, guys! Yeah, I know yeah. you want our food, but like, come yeah. on, you know." And I saw instantly she was struggling. I was like, "She's either dyslexic, yeah, or she can't read, or this, you know, because the way the woman was coddling her made her look like she was like, you know, not compass mentis, but she was just really anxious." You know, because she's deaf and mm. she knows she's next in line and she's got to say cha shu. Mm. And she's trying to, I can see her. She's like, how do I fucking sign cha shu? And mm. I'm, I watched her hands and I saw two little movements and I saw a C and then oh. I saw like a H and I saw that I was like, fuck, that's like English sign language. Yeah. I remember learning some real stuff and then I kind of made my own version up for yeah. Cam and I was like, do you know what? You know what? I'm really fucking busy. It's just me and Deb and I'm in the weeds, but you know what? I'm having a bad day. It's really hard. And you know what? If I can just make someone feel really happy, just that one customer. So I went up to her and I got a big frown for like, what are you doing? I was like, hold on, just yeah. 30 seconds. Mm. I kind of not pushed the the the, the speech therapist sign lady away because she was just pissing me off the way mm. she treated her like she's injured. Oh, she went yeah. injured. She's a powerful fucking woman yeah. working in a corporate world. But she's deaf. So yeah. let's just forget the fact that she's a woman, she's deaf, and she was moldy. Like, let's just forget all of that and just see that she's a fucking human being, right? Yeah. So I go up to her and I'm going, I just I just remember going, hi, I am signed my name mm-hmm. badly. And she's like, it's M, not N. I was like, ah, I, was like, I get them confused, sorry. Yeah. And somehow, so fucking weird, yeah. I'm basic signing, but I'm kind of making up for the words as I go because I knew some of the things. And I'm just, just going ad hoc. And I'm like, I know that means, yeah, and that, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Mm. I was like, are you hungry? And mm. she's like, please, you know, and I was like, oh, I was like, okay, okay, let me yeah. order for you, huh? Yeah. And I was like, it's, 
I know the words like I'm white. I struggle, you know, I struggle with saying the names of myself, you know, trying to be yeah. relatable, find a, a common ground that common she ground, can yeah. mock me for the fact that I'm a white guy cooking Chinese. I'm pretending I can't say it, right? Mm. Even though I'm, you know, learning the words and I'm, I know what I'm doing. So that there made me go from being like a chef who looks really under pumped, stressed to being a human being because that's all I've ever wanted to be is a human mm. being. Like I love my title. I love the fact that I am a chef and I'm good at it, mm. but I want to be a human being. You know, I mm. want to be a daddy. I want to be a, I want to be a husband. I want to be just a bro. You know, I want to yeah. I want to sit in the garden with my mates and not talk about you know the shit that we talk about. So anyway, there I am. Yeah. And just the glee on her face and then when she left, it was mm. just just that symbol just her saying thank you. Fuck, I welted up and just oh. everyone's watching me welting up and then I'm getting a look like you're not meant to do that. You're not actually meant to show emotion. I'm just in there welting at this woman, walking away with her food, just so happy. And I was like, I was like, come back soon, you know. And I was like, good day, like, good day, like, yeah, thank you, thank you, like that. Just like I was more thankful to serve her, so, uh, and just my yeah. whole queue were looking at me, and all those entitled little fuckwits that used to kind of come through, you know, the ones that are social. They're going to tell me some story how they got oh, free yeah, food yeah. and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Just all turned around and looked at this woman in that moment, and I think they realised nice. like who I really am in a sense that I spent 15 minutes with one customer to give her the, the same experience, experience that everyone deserves in hospitality, being hospitable, right? And fuck all those other guys that are going to tell me they want something for free. Mm. You know, you're blonde-haired, white-haired, little fuck. You've never, you've never had to fucking, like, fucking struggle in your life. And this yeah. woman is nervous about ordering a fucking steam bun. Yeah. He doesn't have that struggle in his life. No. You know, and I, I feel struggle, you know, like, so that's that's what I mean. But I wanted to share that story with you. Oh and that's God. why I did want to talk to you about this podcast, because it was a moment that came to me, like when yeah. I was just sitting down on the couch reading a book and I was like, Cam, I need to tell Hannah about Cam. Like, because I feel like if I tell her that story, mm. she'll understand, you know, like intention and realize that there are people who do care about you, not just because you're a chef and you're female and that, you know, because I want to see more and i hate using the term female chef so i'll just say chef i want to see yeah. more chefs of you know ethnicity mm. of a different gender mm. of more lgbt whatever whatever you want to be if you want to be a fucking dinosaur peanut you can be yeah. a dinosaur peanut you can be a ninja turtle for as all as i care but yeah. i want to see you up there folding your arms doing that typical very white chef thing where we sit there do the scowl you know that that yeah. period where we're we're meant to look like we're really serious and angry I've yeah been, I did that for about 10 years. It was really boring. So now I smile in every photo to ruin it. Yeah. So anytime a photographer goes, fold your arms, do the chef thing, I just go. Because <laughs> I, so, I never fucking smile in photos. I never did as a kid. I was miserable, right? Because <laughs> of my past. So now I just smile for every photo. And they're like, they love the fact that I make it look like I'm not a chef. Yeah. I am a chef. I'm a very good chef. But like that silent confidence now that I can go, mm. I helped you, I helped you, I helped you, I helped you. But really... You helped me mm. become more understanding to a lot of things. You know, you had a lot more shit going on, you know, on the outer exterior that people could give you shit for as a chef, whereas mm. mine are all hidden deep because I'm good at lying and hiding, mm. you know? So for me, like, I, I empathize with you when you were there at that time. But luckily, the industry had changed enough when you were in that kitchen that that wasn't the first thing someone mocked you about or said something about. They maybe mocked that you were slow. Yeah. Which, how great is that that someone went, come on, Hannah, fuck, are you half asleep? Yeah. Like, I think you would rather that than someone going, oi, you fucking gypsy piece of shit from a fucking trailer park. You, yeah. Look at you. Look at you. Your mum didn't even want you. You know, that's yeah. what I grew up with. And I'm going, well, thank you, chef. And then after <laughs> services, bought me a beer and a couple of lines of Coke. And he's like, did a really good job. I was like, did I? Yeah. Did I? Because 
I'm sure you just called my mum some really foul names, chef. Like I, I'm a little bit confused as yeah. what, what this is. But that was his way of going. I can't handle stress. You know, my my life's on the rocks. My wife's leaving me. Mm. But you know, I still want to show you a bit of kindness. So mm. I took that. I don't focus on the bad that he did to me. I focus on the good that he did to me. Mm. Just that little nugget of gold that he gave me is what I then turned into a boulder that I carried mm. on my shoulders for all of you guys. I feel like I, like, at the time as well, I like, because I take criticism and I can't really take it. <laughs> as you can see. Really? Yeah, I can't. Oh, funny. I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, like... we're, uh, we're all uh, products of that, mate. Like, I'm getting very good at it now. Like, um, yeah. I ask Florida critique every single dinner I, I make now. Mm. And I sit there and I shut the hell up before I jump in and go, well, actually, mm -hmm. you know, I do that thing and I go, well, you don't understand. You Reaction, know? It's like, yeah. you didn't get what I'm. It's like, yeah. you don't, you know, I'm trying to do that thing. And I just sit there. And every time I find myself to bolt forward and defend myself for no apparent reason over, yeah. you know, me fucking up like pasta bait because I can't cook human food at home. Yeah. I still cook chef meals at home because I can't, I'm not, I can't cook normal fucking food at home because I never had a normal life. Right. So, so then, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. But yeah. then, then afterwards, like, you know, like both chef. Um, Kyle and Ben like giving me so much chances like yeah I've and I um, really appreciate that and yeah. like there was one I don't know if you were working that day in the store but like I finally like I think it was like the finally the time that Kyle was happy was uh, well, I, I think yeah. um Christy is it Kristen Kristen yeah was there she well. was a tough girl eh? yeah she Very good just chef. gave me so much like to be strong and stuff yeah like, she so she she inspired me as well because she was that kind of girl chef that I hoped girl chefs would become. She was strong, mm -hmm. very mature. You could see she was very young in her role. I could because I was just watching her and yeah. the way she talked to me and treated me. I was just laughing because I knew I was just like, man, I got so many skills, man. Like, yeah. So and I, and I knew her position was higher than me. Mm. It was a tough pill for me to swallow, but I needed it. But I could see where she was lacking in her management at the time. So I would kind of just give her some little adjusts that mm. I knew. I hoped she could take away with her, but um, I wasn't very good to her because I didn't want to listen to, um, it wasn't the fact that I didn't want to listen to her being a woman because like, yeah. I've, I've had some really good mentors, uh, a woman, uh, yeah. a woman um, and gay and God knows of colour and God knows, I don't know how they survived London mm. in the 80s, but I'm sure, you know, cocaine was there, so they might have been all right. But, um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> shouldn't promote that, that's terrible. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it was just the fact that I saw strength in her, but I didn't see bitterness. And that's mm. what happens to a lot of um, women who get in the industry and they're treated as bad as the guys. They've heard the shit. They've been used, you know, they've been, you know, used as a bit of a toy for the boys in the kitchen. You know, yeah. we know it happens, right? It's horrible, right? Yeah. Or Many, if she's yeah. smart, she uses all the boys because we're all fucking dumb. And she probably has her pick of the litter whenever she wants. And she, you know, not her personally, I'm saying, but like, you know how it can go. Yeah. But then they become really bitter and really, really horrible. And then they're actually worse than the worst men chefs who mm. haven't got their shit together. And that's even worse because then they don't get labeled a chef anymore. They just get labeled a bitch. And that is the most um, worst word you can use mm. for a woman in our industry because you're just devaluing every word that comes out of her mouth. Mm. You're not saying that she's earned her right to be a chef and on that podium. Mm. And I'm guilty of this. I, I would always have chef and chefettes, right? Because... I liked to d differentiate between the sexes because yeah. I would always promote the girls more than the boys. I'd be like, mm. you know, Connor, you know, say young Connor comes in the kitchen. 
yeah, just nailed a creme brulee. I was like, Connor, you nailed one creme brulee. I was like, um, <laughs> Janice just did 16 in a row by herself. Uh, and she's yeah. half your size. And she still managed to somehow lift all those eggs down off the shelf. So, Connor, it's great that you're celebrating your successes, my friend. But <laughs> when you can do more than one fucking creme brulee, come to me, please. Or maybe we'll get Janice to teach you. Oh, you know, like I'm all about humiliation, right? Like it's a great way of crushing an ego, you know. Like I remember having one guy come in for a trial as a sous chef mm. from conventions, right? And he came in with this bullshit attitude. He was so arrogant. Came in, and he whispers in my ear, right? And he goes, he goes, I'll be sous chef in a week. I was like, Will you now? And I was like, I'm gonna love this. And I looked at Ben. Ben looked at me, and I was like, Andrew was upstairs doing something. So I was like, Oh, we have free reign to have a bit of fun with this gun. Yeah. So I was like, pardon my language. And I was just like, okay. put him on the grill, Ben, because the grill was hard, right? Because yeah, you've got to get the meat yeah. perfect. Those skirt steaks would crush a man, you know, like if they got them wrong, you know, three shirt skirt so steaks good, in a row. Yes, yeah, so delicious. But that's because it's made with uh, human tears. <laughs> you know, like all the yeah, best yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So simple, but people don't know how hard that skirt steak was to get right. So anyway, we put him on there and I just fired out all the stuff on the grill to him. Just like, I really hammered him, eh? Because he, he told me he's a sous chef, mm-hmm. but he's a sous chef at a certain level. That for me, when I see sous chef, I want to know that he can make bread, pasta, did it, all the basics Everything, that I yeah. learned, right? He just needs to be a good little 2IC that he can just like pop around and do anything, jump on any section, do anything. Mm. This guy couldn't even do grill. He couldn't even grill a peach. And I was like, come here, I do this, you know, the finger thing, you know, come to the pass. And I was like, chef. Let's be really honest in front of everyone. I felt really bad oh. afterwards. When I, went home. I told Ben and Ben yeah. was like, you were such a cunt, but he needed it. I was like, <laughs> are you sure? Because I'd say to Ben, who's kind of my mentee, I'd be like, yeah. are you sure I wasn't too harsh? And I'd yeah. be doing this, questioning everything I'm doing. And he could mm. still see the real real me and I was hurting yeah. about it. I'd be like, but do you think he learned something out of it though? Do you think he understood my intention of what I'm trying to teach him? Mm. And he's like, I'm sure he will, but he's just not. The caliber we're looking for sad oh. i know it sounds sad mm. but you can say you're a sous chef of a certain level but you could be a sous chef of a cafe I'm not saying that's bad like it's no. great i was a sous chef at a cafe but i was a fucking good sous chef at a cafe yeah but then you know even when i was washing dishes i was a bloody good dishwasher yeah you know i love i took pride in everything i did i like do the bins fuck i'll scrub those bins better than you've ever fucking seen mm. so you know when he did that to me i i realized that there's a bit of a difference in drive and passion like me and ben were on the same level We'd, he'd worked London, I'd worked London. We'd been battered, we'd been bruised, we'd done everything, but mm. we wanted to cook good food. Mm. That's why I joined Depot. That's why he joined Depot. There wasn't another restaurant like it doing what it did. Mm. And Al Brown just is a genius, like when he came up with that, because I learned how to cook with my bare hands again, like got into fire, you know, and smoke, and I stank of oysters. It was great. I smell so like good. kingfish guts, you know, every day. I'd go home smelling my hands of oysters going, Fuck, that was like nearly like we nearly shut about 800 Fuck, oh my hands yeah. i'm looking at the shells in my hands but that pride of that burn that that like it was a mark of passage you know like we felt great yeah you know, yeah, I know. but um I, I felt like just with that guy doing that to me i was like don't don't break to me and you know how we used to always go over to the fiddler and we'd sit there and i just want to sit back in the corner and do my marco thing and be quiet and just <laughs> contemplate my life and wonder why i'm not where i should be and <laughs> you know all the young boys going chef 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 you know the peaches right how, yeah. do you, how, how do you feel it could be better? I was like, Ramon, I'm off duty. I'm not answering your questions right now. Yeah. I was like, if you drink another drink, I'm sending you home in an Uber. Not, we didn't have Uber then. I was like, I'm driving you home. Yeah. I was like, because you're fucked and you've got breakfast shift. 
Yeah. You know, so I was acting like a dad to all these boys, you know, like in a, yeah. in a sentence, because I loved them. I did. They were fucking the worst thing for me because I just wanted to party harder than 20 year olds because I wanted to prove that I was still young. Mm. I didn't tell anyone my age as well. Only two people knew really my age because I was 30 with a bunch of 20 year olds. It was great fun. <laughs> it was great fun. But anyway, but um, just just being in a pub, you'd have those other chefs come from other restaurants, you know, yeah, you know that? Yeah, yeah. and then they're sitting there trying to tell me how fucking great they were and their service was. And I'm just going <laughs> like that, just laughing. And then Ben's like, don't do it again. And I was like, Bro, he's so arrogant. He needs to be knocked off his pedal still. Yeah. Why is it my responsibility? But he's this classic Kiwi guy going, yeah, and the waitress came in. I was like, fuck you, bitch. You ain't taking the food out. That's a London accent. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> that is. He's just like, yeah, and then that bitch, I made her so fucking scared. So yeah. I remember just walking over very drunk to this table, and I just looked in, <laughs> and I put my hand on the table because i got very wide hands up here. Yeah. And, and I just put it down because that's quite intimidating like that. Yeah. <laughs> on the table like that, and I just looked him square in his eyes and leaned over, and I was like, where do you work? And he knew where I worked. Whoa. Everyone knew where we worked, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we smelt like where we worked. You know? yeah. and I, just, I was like, where do you work? And he's like, oh, so-and-so. I was like, oh, a pub chain. Like that. And that's really mean, really wow. mean. Yeah. I was just like, don't you just deep fry jalapeno poppers and shit like that? I was like, and you're taking pride in bullying a waitress. I was like, what a prick. You yeah. can't even cook. You deep fry food. And then there you are bullying a waitress. I was like, why don't you come to our restaurant, cook some real good food, and then see what the waitress says to you when you fuck up the garnish, bro. Because you wouldn't be able to handle that, you little prick. And I walked yeah. off. He came over to try and bolsh up to me. And Ben's oh like, God. oh, no. No. He's like, what did you do? And he goes, so it's like, so, and then he was just like, so how do I cook a steak? You know, mm. how, how would I how would I have done that different? And I was like, do you work for me? Yeah. And uh, I pretended like I owned fucking depot at that point. Because yeah, I was yeah. so proud of the boys around me, you know, being so like, you know, yeah. everyone's looking at us in awe sort of thing. Uh, and then this kid was like, so how would I do it? I was like, have you ever bought a steak out to room temperature? He's like, yeah. what? And I was like, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I went, look, I just said to this little prick, I'm off duty. Yeah. I'm not I'm not here to fucking do your work for you. I was like, but I will write this down for you. And I was like, come here. Got my Sharpie out. My very famous Sharpie that no one could fucking touch. And if they did, fuck me dead, they'd be dead. <laughs> it, was a bo- it was called the boomerang. Yeah. We didn't come back. So click, click. I just wrote on his hand. I put La Gavaroche. Uh, not La Gavaroche, I put La Rue's Gastronomique. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah. if you really want to be a chef and if you really think you're a chef, read that book and it'll tell you you're not a chef. And then when you read it again and you read it two more times over, you'll finally realise how disrespectful you're being to this industry and everyone that has taken the name chef. Yeah. I said, right now, you're a cook. You're yeah. not a chef. And I meant it in the nicest way. Yeah, the way yeah. I handled it initially was yeah. all fire and anger because I heard that he in hurt someone's feelings oh yeah so yeah, i yeah. went to protect the girl yeah because uh, old fucking galahad here. <laughs> so i did that first and yeah. then 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 i showed him my intention that yeah. i actually do care and i want him to be good for the for, for the industry yeah i want him to change his mindset i want him to be good i don't want him to carry on doing that because if i went to his restaurant and heard that i'd walk into the kitchen and i'd give him a piece of my mind i am that guy and flora occasionally has to go no <laughs> you don't own this place it's not your responsibility let the manager do it you know yeah. like, da, da, da. but anyway so just that moment for him, he then came to me, was asking me about steaks and shit. So mm. I just, I wrote that down. I said, read it. Mm. Honestly, with whatever money you're going to probably spend at the strippers, don't. Yeah. Go buy that book. It's very fucking expensive. It is. Buy it and it will be the one thing that I can gift you that it's- will change. <laughs>